0: That's gonna work well. well. That that will work well. Yeah, we got a we got a new digi slate yeah. thing. Is it like counting for us? I feel like such a professional. Oh, it's counting. It's not gonna be used, but it is counting. Hey, welcome to the motherfucking podcast. This is the official podcast of the the uh, rock and roll combo motherfucking Ruckus from Denver, Colorado, and Chicago, respectively. <laughs> uh, man, Tony, I'm very tired. Are you very tired? Um, yeah, everybody's tired, man. <laughs> that, that's, like, the worst thing. You,
1: like, when someone's like, hey, how you been? What you been up to? And they're like, nothing working. Tired. Just real tired.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Me too. Glad I ran into you. Yeah, huh? yeah, what yeah, else man. you got? Uh, it, well, it's but Labor yeah. Day. Yeah. It's and Labor I, Day. we both labored. And we both we both labored our asses off all weekend on... on on our on our passion project, you know, on following our bliss, making rock and roll up in the mountains. That was incredible, dude. It was great, man. We I can't I can't
1: say it enough how great Evergroove Studios is to go as
0: a retreat to go work on your craft of. It's music. it's perfect. Like it's it's what it's what we always dreamed of. Like. A studio experience being You know what I yeah. mean So okay So let's Let's ever, start ever, ever since Ever
1: since I You ever uh, Did you ever hear the story About Rick Rubin And the Red Hot Chili Peppers for You were Blush, telling me about Blush that Six Magic So I guess they They were gone for six months I think it was mm-hmm. But they were in this remote place And they just sat there And recorded Just tons of bullshit You know Like uh, six months Is a long motherfucking time Right Um I'm sure there was a lot of cool parties up there. Yeah, yeah. Or just a lot of like heroin parties, so people just laying around. Yeah.
0: You
1: know? <laughs> First record. I don't feel like it. But uh, that kind of like freedom to work on your music, I've 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 only like heard, thought I thought it was a myth for the longest time. You know, right. And uh, Evergroove provi- provides
0: just that. So so just to, to catch people up who might be listening for the first time, if, if this is the first time they're dropping into an episode, um, we spent the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, up at Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, uh, Evergreen Colorado, um, oh. which is the studio where we have been working on our new upcoming album, The Frontlines of Good Times, Volume 1, um, and... It's we're all about the volumes. Yeah, yeah, we are all about the volume. I think that's important. Um but uh but man, what I mean, it's only 45 minutes outside of Denver, but it's this like retreat style environment where you can go up and you can stay there on the property and you can get up early. Like Tony and I went on a hike it. Like we went on. I was like, just gonna say it's, it's and it's also only really that rad because of Brad and Jenny. Yeah, yeah. Because of the because of the people, because of Brad and Jenny, like and their hospitality and and the environment that they create, that just like oh, yeah. facilitates. Wait, so yeah, we woke up at seven thirty a.m.
1: to go with them on their morning hike because for them that's totally normal. Yeah, that's what they do every day.
0: That's what they do. In the we morning. went. We went one day. <laughs> And didn't go any other day Like oh. we, we got up one morning and we're like Oh yeah this is a neat little treat You know there's my <laughs> exercise for the year For the year But yeah we went, we went on a decade. hike um, We went on a hike And sat on meditation rock And meditated as we looked over the, the I don't think that's meditation rock I think that's just Brad's meditation rock you think that that's just his name for it? I think I'm pretty sure that's just Oh man. Word. I was like telling people like, Yeah, we went hiking up around Meditation Rock and Well maybe like, I'm wrong. People who are from Evergreen were like, I don't know what you're talking about. But, uh, so yeah, so we just spent the weekend and it's like the most deeply satisfying experience in the world to like go to a place like that and just spend three full days making music with your friends. And, uh, on the last day we had a bunch of guest musicians come in. We had John Hagel come in and play saxophone. We had Vaughn McPherson come in and play keys and we had the ruckettes, um, Mandy, Margaret, Your wife, Laura, um, Allison and Amber all came up and and did like like chorus vocals for us, which turned out way better than I expected. It's like they could better than I could have imagined. I went and picked up I left and went and picked up Vaughn and came back and they had been working on stuff. And it was, I was just so impressed with, with what they did. And so a impressed. lot, a lot of that was just between them themselves oh, yeah. and Brad. See, I knew if we, I knew if I left them alone and stayed out of it, that they would, they would come up with something better than I could come up with. And they did. They totally did. It was they really great. They did. But, but Ethan but and Brad and yeah. Jenny but were. But Ethan and Brad during
1: that session was also very crucial Oh yeah, they were sitting there with with the piano, like making sure everything's like right in place, so that when you got back, you heard just this this product, you know. You right, just, right. You just heard this 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 piece that was. It's out like there. going to the
0: bathroom and coming back, and your food's at the table. Yep,
1: yeah, exactly like that. Uh,
0: but uh, bless your heart. But they, man, oh, what steaks I here. Hmm. What I love about what I love about. Um, Evergroove what I love about Brad and and Ethan and and Alex and other Ethan and and, uh, and 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 any of the other people that Brad has come in and help is they really create this uh, like they really are producing engineers like they contribute to the process and they yeah. you know their names going on that so they want to make sure sh- they're not just sitting there pushing buttons and and looking through Tinder all night long, you know what I mean? They're, they are trying to make your record sound the best that it possibly can. They have a, they have a, a vested interest in, in your record. Very cool. And, uh, man, we just, now we're back to reality and now we're back to reality. And, and I, and it's appropriate that on labor day, I am, I'm feeling a little bit of the burnout. I'm feeling a little bit of, uh, I'm feeling a little wiped out. And, um, I think a lot of that is just it's the afterburn of spending your time doing something that is so rewarding and so fulfilling and something that it's like, this is what I meant to do. This is (laughs) this is what I love most in the world. And then
1: it's like, I'm sure people feel the same way about vacationing in Cancun, though, like. This is what I should be doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I've got to figure out a way that I can just lay on the beach and drink daiquiris all day. <laughs> you know, now that my dad's retired, his life is like that. His though. life is like that. Yeah, he knows. Like, you know what I should do? Is never fucking go to work ever again. <laughs> uh, no, but hey I mean, Dad, are you bored? Oh hell no. <laughs> fuck no. No, but I mean, I. Uh, you know, I went back to work today, and I got I got plenty of sleep. Yeah, but it was like. It just the intensity of going back into a work environment and just like, and like, oh, fuck, I forgot that this was the thing that I had to do to make money. Just, you know, I mean, I have a fun job, but I have a very demanding job Yeah. and you know, I work in a very busy place. You have a very physically demanding job. Like yeah, you I'm like not, what you do, but, but you, you have a very demanding job. Yeah, but I mean, I I had a great time today working. But do you feel? But you know, I got a glass shard stuck in my eye. You did. Right before this, we pulled out a piece a piece of glass out of your <laughs> well, eyeball. We did. I did. Like, well, you it's, did. It's not like you were doing. I mean, I took pieces. pictures of it. Yeah, you did. And I got you the eyewash.
1: Yeah, but I used a little piece of uh, paper towel instead. Oh, so you didn't use the eyewash? No. Okay, so I didn't do anything. No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't help out even a little bit. But I pulled I pulled that fucking glass out of my eye, and that, it's it's had to have been there. See, I don't know. I left there about two o'clock, so I don't know. It's been a few hours, you know. And that thing's just
0: been sitting in there, and I, I didn't, I didn't really feel it anymore. I took a glass shot out of my, I felt it when it went in. You were saying that you, you have pretty like indestructible eyeballs. You said you got a stick stuck in your eye. What happened <laughs> I, don't, with that? I, don't, I don't, know how the hell that happened. I was in Minnesota with uh, Laura's
1: family, and me, Laura, and Shrek are hanging around the campfire all night long. So like, my eyes are real smoky and and pretty bloodshot, you know. Not to mention we're hanging out, drinking, and, you know, partying, whatever. And I walked to go take a leak in the woods And this stick Goes right into like my tear duct And goes inside deep And like I blink oh. and jerk out and it snaps off ah! And it's and I could feel it Like oh my against God. my face sticking out And I just like I stopped Took a deep breath and just slowly pulled it out And Threw the stick away And it didn't hurt after that Like I, I, was, I, was, I was in disbelief I, I walked back over there <laughs> to Shrek and Laura, I don't even think I took a piss. You know, like, went back to Shrek and Laura's, like, are my eyes bleeding? Are they, are they leaking anywhere? Is like, what? They're like, sit down, you're crazy. Everything's fine. So much, so so much, so that like, I had something sticking in my eyes so far and sticking out so far too. That maybe it didn't happen. No, but, but I, mean, I, I know it did happen. But but like that's. How little damage that you can see on it You know but that's how like eyeball Eyeball violence and uh, teeth violence Go like the smallest thing in your Your on your body that hurts Is just gigantic you know Have
0: you ever watched any of the footage of Some of the surgical procedures that Sarah has to do for a living no So I I try not to because eye violence And teeth violence are terrible they're hard to watch But I've actually sat with her and watched the YouTube videos of, of The of the like because okay, so for those of you who are dropping in for the first time, my my girlfriend Sarah, she works for the Rocky Mountain Lions. If you're tuning IBAN, in, which which her job is to take eyeballs, like harvest corneas. She's a she's what she what she's a, what is she is an extraction tech a. a you would know, man. I forget.
1: Dude, I'm I like know, drawing a blank I know, I on what know the term that, is. I, I don't know what the term is, but I know that she... She, ta- she,
0: she takes th- corneas She takes She takes cor- from cadavers, p- pieces of eyeballs. Sometimes it's the whole thing. It, sometimes. It's, uh, when she takes the whole thing, it's called a whole globinucleation. Well, there you go. So you and, remember that one. Well, but I've watched the procedure, <laughs> and there's like a lot that goes into removing someone's corneas. You know <sighs> what I mean? Like the human body has developed all sorts of protective stuff on your eyeballs to keep them from getting destroyed like they'll get people who have been in car accidents and they have like gravel in their eyeballs and they'll still harvest the corneas you know what i mean like like there's been times on tour or
1: or just hanging out like in studio settings or something where you'll be on your phone and say hey sarah something sarah sent me something you want to see this (laughs) <laughs> Who says yes to it it can't be that many people well I, I know for a fact I tell you to get well the stuff's right. all
0: over YouTube it's just you know they're they're there for educational purposes they there's videos to teach people like she learned a lot of what she is able to do through her training of course but also through just like finding videos on YouTube of like you could go gnarly. on YouTube right now and look up how to do a whole globe of nucleation on a on a cadaver that's fucking gnarly yeah. So like it doesn't surprise me that you would catch a stick in the eye and pull it out and be okay and not suffer any major damage from it. There like was, the tissues there was are like sensitive. No damage. Well the tissues are sensitive, but it's also like very malleable tissue. You know what I mean? Like most of your eyeball is just like like it's it's a it's a lens in a court like it's a bunch like all the all the bits that, that do all the work are like within a big Globe, a big protective globe of just like.
1: Oh, all right. All right. Just because your girlfriend works in
0: the in the eye business
1: doesn't make you no eye doctor. Okay, there. Well, what I, is it from using the technical terms like eye goop that, like? <laughs> no, it's it's, it's you reaching reaching out into the ether, pulling re, reaching deep into your ass to try to pull out these facts oh, yeah. about I what the eyes
0: are made of. <laughs> well, I I have a rough idea of what an eyeball is made of. It's very mostly, rough. <laughs> it's mostly liquid. Yeah, it's mostly liquid. Yeah, it's made of milk. I don't... Right? (laughs) If if your eyes start to get a little... uh, You start to lose your eyesight, you can take a needle full of 2% milk. Yeah, I I used to take a little creamer and hide it
1: in my fist and then say, I have something stuck in my eye. Put a fork or a knife up in there and jam it real hard and all of it would come out. And that's basically what eye juice really is. Did you use that to
0: like gross out your sister or something like that? Absolutely. like Stuff like that, for sure. I'll bet you were a... Fucking I a prick cat. to grow up with. Well, I also really like
1: fucking nerdy ass magic stuff and pranks, you know. Yeah. And like one line joke telling books and stuff, you know. One of these days you're gonna be a
0: really like embarrassing dad. Oh yeah. That's like what all <laughs> the training leads up to, really. You're... <laughs> It's what you've been training your whole. That's life That's what I've been for. training my whole life to do. You're gonna have your kids at some showbiz pizza. Showbiz pizza. What the fuck? Um, at some Chuck E. Cheese party. Showbiz <laughs> pizza. <laughs> yeah, gonna, we're, we're, I'll be taking them to the Discovery Zone. You gotta take your kids to big fun, <laughs> and you, you gotta take your kids to Discovery God, Zone damn, for a pizza Denver party. Denver was small, huh? Yeah, yeah, It was. <laughs> um, yeah, man uh yeah so uh so okay so you heard something you you heard some news about speaking of uh of like back cataloging and recording and like and preparing material in the studio you were uh telling me something about acdc earlier that's right aaron great transition (laughs) (laughs) i'm tired leave me alone I was in the studio all weekend and now I have to go back to work and I'm sad because all I want to do is hang out in the mountains and make music at Brad's house and live in the forest with all the sprites and the pixies and the goblins and the trolls. And I want to just just write songs and have fun and, and eat pizza well, and drink soda pop well, and pretzels. Is life that rough? I mean, you're like curled up on the couch right now with a weed nugget pillow. No, well, I mean, it's not a real weed nugget. Nugget. It's a character based on a weed nugget it's shaped like And a it's a nugget. comfy couch But yeah dude I, I, Okay No in all honesty Like anytime we come home from tour You're laying down doing a podcast It's I know. not that rough right now Nobody listening
1: to this knows that I'm laying down Hey guys Just uh, don't tell anybody, but Aaron's laying down
0: in fetal position doing this podcast. (laughs) I'm, like, moments from sucking my thumb and crying. And sleeping. And sleeping. No, man, I mean, seriously, like, when, when we get back from tour... I experienced this like really, this real afterburn, this like uh, you know post-expedition blues sort of thing. It's like it's the same thing that like scientists get when they like go out on a big expedition and they spend like months studying like a certain kind of bird or a certain animal in the ocean or like like archaeologists that go on big digs and stuff like that. Like when people are working together on a project for an extended period of time. About tour and then. And tour is exactly like that. That's what I'm saying. Like going on a tour or spending a weekend in the studio, it's like everybody's working together towards this goal and it's something that you're so passionate about. And, and then you go home and you go back to work and you go back to just like regular life and it's important, you know, you can't be full on doing shit all the time. I know that, but there's a very Definite uh, valley that happens after a peak that big. It's a long way down from a peak that big, man. It's, and and all those other guys, they're like they're getting paid. The guys on the cruise for the explorations, the guys that are going. Oh yeah, hunting. if you're yeah. like a marine biologist right. and you're, you're like getting paid for it, but. <laughs> Can we get a grant for music? I think you can I think there are going about this all wrong. Instead
1: of making just a killer record and trying to play music that we like and play for fans that we enjoy hanging out with and love having them be a part of it. Maybe we should just be like a research study. We'll we'll just go on tour, and we'll DIY for the rest of our lives, but you're going to study the effects of doing this. On the human body? You're going to study the effects on us. You know, there are grants for- And um, they can can just pay us to go on tour, and we can just keep living our lives the way we normally would, and somebody can write a book about how shitty we are.
0: We would have to meet a uh, John Hammond, like in um, Jurassic Park. Yes. Who's like, I'd fully fund your dig- For a further three years Like if John Hammond asked us to sign off On Jurassic Park Let me put it this way If John Hammond for some reason needed a rock band To sign off on Jurassic Park And we went I would say And and he said He would pay for us to go on tour For like three years Like he's like I'd fully fund your tour And your next five albums or whatever How many band members Would have to get killed (laughs) <laughs> at Jurassic Park For us to not sign off on the park How many would have to get killed Yeah Because that. remember The only reason that Dr. Grant And uh, and uh, Dr. Sadler Didn't sign Which off Which one was Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum was Was he not a doctor? No he was a doctor Oh a he sassy was, doctor He was a sassy He was a sexy doctor He was uh, Dr. Seth Brundle Um No, different movie. Uh, No, I can't remember. Uh, Malcolm, his name was Malcolm. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Just pulling that. Nothing useful in here. Just all just random trivial knowledge about Jurassic Park. But but here's the point. At the end of it, Dr. Grant is like, Mr. Hammond, I've decided not to endorse your park. And da 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 da. And Dr. Hammond's like, So have I. Does that mean that they don't get the money? For the whole park? Like, does that mean... It's already spent. Does that mean that Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler don't get the money for their dig? Because the whole reason they went out to Jurassic Park to sign off on the thing was because Hammond said he would pay for their their paleontological blah, 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 their dig. He said they would pay for them to dig up dinosaurs for a further three years. That was the deal. On that island? Okay. The very right, you of the remember movie. in the beginning of the movie. I guess I haven't seen this movie in the long. Okay, in the beginning as, as of the recently, movie when we have. meet Doctor, I'm about to give you the plot synopsis for Jurassic Park. Oh, remember goody. in the beginning of the movie when Doctor Grant and Doctor Sadler are digging up dinosaur bones. Out in the middle of the Utah desert somewhere, and they're like looking at the velociraptor skeleton, and the kids like it looks like a big turkey, like. And there's that whole moment, and then they get onto their trailer, and Doctor and Mr Hammond is on there, and he's like popping their champagne. Mr Hammond's the uh, The old rich guy, the old fat, fat rich guy yeah. with the cane, right? And he's trying and he's trying what to get them to come over and check out the park and sign off on it. And in exchange for them signing off for it, he will further fund their dig for three years or fund their like fully fund their dig for a further three years. That's the deal. So what I'm saying is if we met Dr. Hammond or Mr. Hammond, and he was like, if you guys sign off on Jurassic park, you know, for some reason, he needs a rock band to sign off on it. I'll fully fund your 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 albums and touring for the next three years. What I'm asking you is how many people would have to die before we said, we're not signing off on this?
1: There's four guys in the band plus me. So four.
0: <laughs> four of us get killed and you're just like... Well, all checks out. So uh, more pie for me. You can just make that out to Tony T O N Y.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I just look at the pie chart; it just fills up with my color all the
0: way. Whoop! Is oh, there, hello. Is there any like? Is there anything that like? Is there any rich people we might be able to get to like fully fund us doing? we got to go to an Eyes Wide
1: Shut party again, man. Yeah, you know what? Not, I, that, not the one that you guys played, but, you know, like a creepier one.
0: Yeah, but they're going to—if we find, like, a, a creepier one, the, they're going to want more than we're willing to give. It's going to end up being more than we bargained for, and, like, someone's going to end up getting killed or someone's going to end up being a sex slave or something like that. I think Parker's yeah. probably going to end up being the sex slave. Oh, thank God. Uh, should we move on to some news? Sure. Since we just rambled on about Jurassic Park for probably 15 minutes just now. All right. All right. News time. Let's see. Uh, we just announced. This isn't on our website or anything like that yet. Um, I'm hoping to get promotion ma- promotional materials for you soon. Uh, but our next show is going to be September 15th at Gary Lee's Motor Club and Grub. I think I said Gary Lee's Pub and Grub on the last episode, and that's not right at all. No, Gary Lee's right. Motor Club and Grub um, for Gary Lee Days, a tribute to the legendary Gary Lee Bomar. That's uh, on South Broadway at I believe May. Um, that's September fifteenth. We're going to be headlining that. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be our tour kickoff. Um, our first show on the tour that we're doing with the Blind Staggers, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that. If you think I've got afterburn bad from like being in the studio all weekend, wait until you see how depressed I am when we get home from tour. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, what do you think of this mic placement? Tony is uh, hey, screwing around with the microphone, and you can hear it. Like. I, I'm sure they can hear it. I bet you can hear me playing with the microphone. Probably not. Now no, now probably not. Now can. No, now you can't for sure. Um, September 18th, we'll be in Boise, Idaho at Tom Graney's with uh, Johnny Vegas and the Phoebes and Groggy Bikini. That's going to be a fun show. Groggy Bikini. Uh, the next night, we're going to be in Portland, Oregon, September 19th at Dante's in Portland, Oregon with uh, our buddies, My New Vice. And, of course, the Blind Staggers are on all of these dates. It's going to be super great. Um, oh, yeah, man. Next night, the 20th of best September. part of the show, really. The, what, the Blind Staggers being there? <laughs> I agree. They're, they're definitely going to be the best part of the tour. Uh, Bremerton, Washington, September 20th at the High Fidelity Lounge. Uh, we're playing with Stuffy Doll, I believe is what the other band is called. Uh, the next night, we're going to be in Everett, Washington at Tony B's Garage. It's going to be us, Motogeist, which is made up of uh, former members of All Bets on Death. Tight. Uh, the Blind Staggers. Ultra and tight. Black Pussy's last show. It's going to be the final Black Pussy show. Be a weird time to say Tight. I think they got something up their sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they got something up th- I think they've got something up their bell bottoms, man. They got they got something planned. Um uh, what's so funny about the something up their sleeves? Don't I don't know. I, I guess I was thinking wizard sleeves and it just cracked me up. <laughs> that is funny. Uh September 22nd, <laughs> Saturday, we're going to be at Slim's last chance in Seattle for the um the splatterhouse ruckus festival with big john bates drag strip riot the lucitone stoned evergreen travelers oh did i tell you that um misha is in stoned evergreen travelers from uh witchburn who booked us at the mix in georgetown many years ago she is in the stoned evergreen travelers fucking cool she plays violin I looked up some videos Whoa. of them, and she's, like, on fiddle, running around in the crowd, being a fucking maniac, dude. That's awesome. They're, like, they're like kind of dark bluegrass type of stuff. It's, like, they're like blackgrass. This tour is going to fucking rule. Yeah, it's going to be so great. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's going to be a great show. And then the last day of the tour, we're going to be in Bellingham, Washington, at Bosco's. That's going to be September 23rd. All of us will be sad. And then uh, our next show after that is going to be in Denver at Streets of London on October 9th. That's just with MF Ruckus. Yeah, that's MF Ruckus, Most Generators, Smolder and Burn, and Throttle. Throttle fucking bomb. That's going to be a good one. Um, We didn't quite finish everything we set out to do this weekend in the studio. So uh, we're going to be getting. I was hopeful the first day. By the end of the second day, I knew it wasn't Oh, yeah, happen. just, I mean, everything takes so much longer than expected, but we got pretty close to getting everything done that we set out to do. I think I have two or three songs left to record, maybe some stuff that I want to redo. I think Parker's going to redo some of his stuff. There's, like, a few ideas. I here can't wait there. to hear the rough mixes back, because then I'm, I know how bad I'll hate it,
1: and it will be like, how much does it cost for me to redo all my stuff? <laughs> Every single guitar track. Every single one. Yeah, I, don't I practiced know. this time. I swear, <laughs> I actually prepared for the studio. Nah, yeah, nah. No, this uh, is part of the process. You go in the studio and you and you nail it down once, and if you have to change it, go ahead and change it.
0: Right. But then you just have to play it that way. The the mix cost, by the way, covers uh, two revisions. I know. Isn't that cool? That was great. That's very nice of Brad. But but
1: there's five of us, so Ty can't do it. Logan probably won't do
0: it. Well, I mean, but there's two revisions, so me, you, and no, Parker no, will have no, a cage no, no. match. It doesn't mean like you can only like ask him to do two things. Like I it, still think we should do. He's the cage not match. like a genie that's like you know I will grant you three wishes. <laughs> more and wishes. Three wishes only. More wishes. You can't do more wishes, man. More genies. Haven't you seen Aladdin? More genies. Oh. there's the loophole.
1: More genie the lamps. More genies. Um, more more genie houses, which are lamps.
0: Just give me a bunch of those. Do you think genies are all oily because they live in a lamp? Like they live in an oil lamp? Is it an oil lamp? I guess it is. Well, that's like what, like that's what lamps were made, like what they burned way back then, right? Uh, they burned oil. What a historical journey Aladdin is. Yeah. You learned, I've learned everything that I know, I learned from movies in the 90s, Jurassic Park and Aladdin. Me and Parker were talking about all the hidden Disney, um, like all the penises and and stuff and everything, all the boners you could see from our childhood movies. Now, do you think that that stuff is actually there or do you think that just people are just constantly looking for dicks and everything? Like we, we were looking at my tattoos and we're like, there are, you know
1: what? That that's, that's not even close to as dicky as the shit they put in Disney. Like those are overt dicks. Yeah. Like the one on, on the cover of the little mermaid, if you have the VHS copy, like if you had it on tape, oh, yeah, that one is like a, a veiny like that dick has seen
0: some shit too does that even show up in the movie that it's not that in, castle no, it's not it, even in the movie at all it's just on the cover it's on the cover though. just a castle made of of coral dick
1: no, just one little piece of the castle is, is a spire is is a, a dick shaped spire not even it's it's like a it's like a piece of structure.
0: It's like a structural piece. Like that's what it, I'm, it, I'm talking about. It's like it's like like one of the towers in the castle is like a big old skinny dick, right? I want to say it's
1: more of like a gate. Or no, you're right. It is a castle. But it kind of looks like a... But you know,
0: never even different. see that
1: castle in the movie. So they're just like... Also, ah. well, and, and then they, uh, the, the boner that comes from the priest. Nope. Yep. you seen that one? You go, dearly beloved. Whoop, yeah, you know? yeah, That's That's unmistakably... <laughs> Some weird boner joke they snuck in. And they had to do that shit by hand, so they drew that thing, like, at least 50 or 100 times of that happening.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that people are just really imaginative and kind of perverted and, and like to find dicks wherever they can. They're like, I ah, guess. there's a dick in that. I guess. Like... Ah, this wallpaper has dicks all over it. It's like
1: they're flowers. Yeah, no, yeah, oh, but it's Willy Wonka's wallpaper, so it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, they, they 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 also the the where Simba falls down in The Lion King and it spells sex. Oh, they, maybe maybe that one. But you got to think these guys are drawing them by hand. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like, the, like, for the boner one for The Little Mermaid, maybe he, like, accidentally, like, made a pencil mark, and then the tracer went over the trace mark, and it just got finished, and it was like, oh, man. Well, you know, I, I, I really... I guess I might as
0: well finish it out for continuity purposes. I really, honestly, and truly used to, like, when I would hear about the, like, the the hidden dicks in in the Disney world and, like, all the, like, subliminal stuff they put in, I used to think, like... Like, I used to totally buy into it. And now as an adult, like, looking back, um, it to me, it's kind of sounds like one of those things that's like, like, I remember being a kid and someone telling me that Donnie Wahlberg from the New Kids on the Block used to drink a glass of, of jizz a day. <laughs> I like, remember I remember that. hearing that. You know Donnie Wahlberg drinks a glass of jizz a day, yeah. right? Like, there's Same just those rumors that go around. Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah. You heard that about Rod, Rod Stewart, too? Stewart. How many glasses of semen do you drink a day, Tony? Uh,
1: none. But the dicks in <laughs> Disney, uh, you say Like the older you get, the more you think it's just happenstance or whatever. The older I get, the more. And we're in a cartoon studio right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, you know these guys. Yeah, we and, slip dicks into stuff. Exactly. And these so do these guys. The, old, the older you get, it's like you get, you get bored doing the same thing over, so you put a little Easter egg in there that makes you and your buddies laugh.
0: You can't you can't see that logic. More. No, I can totally no, I can totally see that logic of like a bunch of like. I can see I mean, imagine, a bunch. Imagine Finley; he's like drawing the
1: flowers of where Simba falls down. And like he's like, and check this out: if you put these five pages like this, it eventually turns into the word "sex," but then it's gone for a second. So <laughs> like, like, you know Isn't that a children's thing It's like Nobody will ever see it
0: I, I just feel like That's something That like When it Maybe pain, it's the Hollywood Deep scandal bro It, it might be But oh, I like the, the, and the and I'm the not saying It's not Like and the, I'm not and saying the
1: Cory's And, and Oh man it goes I'm not saying It that. hasn't happened You know what That's exactly what it is What It's the pedophile ring In Hollywood Like the kids. Cory's That whole thing The, the Pizzagate thing. thing Oh yeah It's that whole thing Yeah what, what do you think the mickey mouse club those kids are brainwashed bro oh yeah without you know, a doubt you, you
0: can tell i rode home with parker last night yeah yeah i can <laughs> tell you rode home with parker last night let's move on all right fine. uh let's uh yeah so that's all the news for right now it's just that's, a bunch oh, of shows the news? and <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> hey hey uh, the, the the penises in in disney are not news to anybody but yeah that's not news uh but are definitely real Let's uh. Yeah. Let's why get, don't you Why don't you decide for yourself? The, let's ask the audience. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you guys tell us what you think about uh these this Disney conspiracy thing? I don't know if I believe I'm anymore. If you I, don't I, believe it, it's, dude, it's, I used to believe in it altogether, but I now that I've gotten older, I feel like I started to notice how imaginative people are, and they kind of look for things where there aren't things. I'll say there. it's
1: imaginative when you're
0: like trying to play a record backwards and you can hear a sentence. Or, or dude, to me, it's like the same thing as someone saying they see the Virgin Mary in a grilled cheese sandwich. Or if you look at the clouds, what do you see? I see that. I understand that. And then one person says, I see a dick on the cover of the Little Mermaid. And then all of a sudden a bunch more people go... Hey, you know what? I see a dick on the box of okay. The
1: Little Mermaid, I'll, I'll too. Give, I'll give The Little
0: Mermaid's dick on the cover, which I totally believe is, is that I don't think it was The Little Mermaid's dick. It's not The Little Mermaid's the dick. The Little Mermaid okay. doesn't have a dick. She is fish from
1: the waist down. Well, maybe it's just a fish suit, and she's got a giant dong hanging down, and she's embarrassed. That's why she wears the <laughs> fish suit. So she wear. <laughs> uh, Maybe the cover of, of The Little Mermaid, the dick on the cover of The Little Mermaid... I still don't think it's very imaginative because, it, like, it sticks out pretty far away. From, it's very distinct. Anyway, the fact that I believe it and you don't—we should fine. not be
0: allowed to have microphones.
1: <laughs> no, I'll, we I'll say be. I'll say that that's the
0: least amount of chance. But the other examples are clear as fucking day. All right. Well, we would love to hear where you stand on the uh, subliminal Disney sexual images conspiracy. Uh, the conspiracy is one thing, but the images
1: are there. The images definitely exist.
0: But the, the conspiracy. I'm gonna do some research on this so we can talk. We'll Okay, so um, so while we were on the break, Tony went and looked up a bunch of the 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 source material for the like like the 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 sexual Disney images. And I'm going to say this, that I can totally see it. But I'm not necessarily convinced that it was deliberate. First of all, with the priest, you, you look know, down, it looks like his knee, and then his body rotates, and so his knee moves larger perspective-wise. Oh, no, The one no, that's no. supposed to be Minnie Mouse's arm kind of looks like a dick. I, I don't know. No, I think—I wasn't totally convinced I, on I that. I gave you that
1: one. I got. I, I, I pulled that one up for you to even, give that, Even give the tower
0: that. on the castle for the Little Mermaid, uh, like, it's probably more likely— that uh, towers and man-made structures tend to kind of look like dicks because men are obsessed mm, with their penises. You know what?
1: Now that I'm looking at the priest, he is kind of bouncing
0: up and down. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not convinced. I think, I think people are just looking for that stuff. I don't know. I'm not saying it's not there. I'm not saying they didn't do it, but I'm saying it is equally possible that someone said said, there's dicks in that. And then everybody else went, yeah, there is dicks in that.
1: I think you're looking at it differently instead of being like, there's dicks in that.
0: I think it's more of these guys giving a crooked smile. (laughs) to to each other you know yeah i don't know i'm not fully convinced i'm not convinced one way or another let's uh speaking of dicks let's give a shout out to all our non-dick sponsors that help make this podcast and everything we do possible first of all matula plumbing from this illinois uh your shit is our bread and butter matula plumbing Best in the biz. Uh, Evergroove studio up in Evergreen, Colorado, where we just spent the weekend working on our new record. I don't think we talked about Evergroove enough you need to if, if you're in a band and you want to make an album you just need to go up there and see the place just get in touch with brad and jenny and go check out the studio it's fucking rad uh rocket space rehearsal studios our official rehearsal space at uh 2711 larimer right next to the larimer lounge um in the heart of downtown denver hourly rehearsal studios fully equipped great place to go and jam with your buddies uh the Nug Nation Studios, of course, we're going to eventually, once they're a little moved in uh, a little more moved in in here, we're going to uh, take you on a tour of the place and show you what it looks like in here. Um, yeah, check out the NugNation.com. You have to see it for yourself. Mutiny Information Cafe. This is, of course, a Mutiny Transmission. Mutiny Information Cafe is a bookstore, record store, coffee shop, comic shop, uh, live event Venue. Uh, it's a think tank. It's it, it's it's an incubator, is what it is. It's a great place. It's a it is a zeitgeist. Um, man, I just blew up my brain like trying to think of how to use the word zeitgeist in a sentence, and it. I'm well, that's not gonna what you lie. Get yeah. That's yeah, what my stupid get. five dollar fucking words. That's right. It's five dollar um, sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Mutiny Information Cafe. Uh, stop on by. Have a coffee sometime. And, of course, the 39 people who back us on Patreon.com slash Uh Yeah, I think that's it on that. So we're going to move into some commentary now. Let's do it. Um, What's the commentary going to be? We're not even set up for it. So, uh, well, we're going to need some earbuds. I think I've got some earbuds out in the car that I'll go grab. But uh, what we're going to do this time is we're going to give him a special treat, and we're going to give him commentary on something that isn't even fucking done. Um, we're going to do a commentary on Acropolis Now. Are we? Yeah, we're going to do Acropolis Now. This is something off the new album that isn't even done yet, and we're just going to kind of give you guys a taste of uh, what, uh, what we're working on. So let's, uh, let's bring that up, and we'll get on into her. So this one, um, we wrote this in the back of a grand marquee on our way to Seattle. Do you realize that we wrote, remember we'd like, no. we, uh, we borrowed Russ's fucking grand marquee because we didn't have, we didn't have a van to go on tour with. So we mostly borrowed equipment on this tour. It was like, dude, we put like a, we took like a luxury sedan on tour we drove a fucking grand marquis from Denver to Portland and Seattle and back. You don't remember that? And we wrote this song. Was that there? Yes, we wrote this song in the back seat of that grand marquis.
1: Hmm. You don't remember that at all? I remember me and Ty when we went on tour in a
0: car, <laughs> like no. instead of instead of in a van. You don't remember that? No. Oh, yeah, man. Name some shows from that tour. Maybe. Uh, okay, so we played with My New Vice and Dave Dichter from MDC um, in Portland. Okay, that makes sense. What club? Uh, oh, God, I can't even remember the name of the club. It was... Uh, what it was, did it look like? It was, it was the one that's connected to the Hawthorne Theater. So there's like the Hawthorne Theater, and there's like the small room that's attached to it. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? I definitely remember that show. Yeah, at... Uh, I want to say this was the same trip that I showed you guys, the Simon Sinek video, the, like, Start With Why video. And we stayed at Deja's, and fucking, we were playing Wyatt Sinek, Wyatt Sinek, what'd you say, who is this? Never mind. Si- Simon Sinek, the, the, like, YouTube video I made you guys watch. Oh. And uh, we listened to um, uh, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats for the first time, and uh, I Man, I can't, I can't really remember anything else we did on that tour. But I do remember we went to the Acropolis. It wasn't our first time, but we went to the Acropolis in Portland, Oregon, and we wrote this song in the car while we were, I think, driving to Seattle. I'm
1: pretty sure I wrote this song
0: too. No, <laughs> yeah, you you wrote the music for this song, yeah. and I wrote the words. Right. We wrote it in the back seat. I was sitting. I, think, bitch, I the whole you band, had window. Yeah, the
1: whole the whole band had. Uh, I had written the chorus I guess
0: yeah well, not all of it so well, this, this, is, this is this is this is going to be on the new album this is a not even close to complete rough mix of the new hit you may have heard us play this live a few times this is Acropolis now oh my shitty in three down. two one
1: go It's there, I guess.
0: Oh, we're missing some stuff already What are we missing still? Parking Parker's guitar isn't on here? There's, there's some stuff that he's... Oh, no, it's there Yeah, this song's all about The coolest strip club in, in Portland, Oregon I okay. need a shitty steak and my potato baked. Let's see some titties shake. It's been a crazy week. I need to wet my beak. Just get me to the Greek. Nice. <laughs> Taking off their clothes, we're eating rubber toast. It's tasting really know. gross. Yeah. The steak's not bad, though. No crap on this now. The steak is pretty good. No, the steak is pretty good. nothing wrong with a little surf and turf oh, I thought you were saying a little skirt and turf no a little surf and turf I see yeah remember that time we were at the uh, the A crop and we're sitting there eating our steaks and drinking beer and the, the two girls are dancing at the stage it's not that far away and uh, then all of a sudden the one girl got mad because nobody was sitting in front of the stage and she was like she's like hey motherfuckers tip the Damn dancers! You don't get to look at our pussies for free. and we were like, "Oh shit!" Just like went over and like threw some twenties down. Don't yell at me anymore, naked lady. And then go back to eating steak. This is the solo section. There's gonna be a rip guitar. Did you do the guitar solo in this? Yep. I have no idea how it goes. We'll see if it's a good take. Well, you recorded it. It's out of your brain forever now. Yeah. Parker's missing some stuff here, too, I think. Also, some of the, the the vocal chant stuff is gone. We didn't have the gang vocals do anything on here, did we? Say what? We didn't have the gang vocals on this, did we? Uh, they've already been recorded. Oh. We did those a different time. Oh, this is an older copy. But it was the same type of situation where basically we just had to stand in the room and Brad Loop recorded. So we had to say Acropolis Now like 16 times. So he could layer it.
1: So this is too it.
0: Yeah, that's a fun right. song.
1: Well, that's a, that's a fun song.
0: Yeah, I was surprised the first time we went to Portland. I was and, surprised. And I found out how uh, how well known they are for their strip clubs. Like, Portland, Portland has more strip clubs than anywhere else in the country. I had no idea before I went there. Yeah, the I, I think it's, like, the most strip clubs per capita in the U.S. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, every bar has a pole in it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Or at least every bar. One that we went to, I guess. Yeah. It, it seemed like it was everyone, because we went to some random ones. <laughs> it and it was, seemed like everyone we went to. Well, it's like our buddies are just taking us out to, like, the cool bars. Around. Right. They're like, right. oh, yeah, my, my buddy's working over here. And it's not really a strip. It looks like a bar. And then you'll see the pole in the corner on, like, the, like, a stage that's not even big enough for, like, an open mic host to get up there and do an acoustic thing, you know?
0: It's more like open mic stripping.
1: <laughs> I guess it could be. Oh. Hmm
0: yeah so yeah that's uh that's that's a fun one we got we got a little work done on that one this weekend oh yeah yeah, there's yeah. More to it man wait 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 till you hear the other stuff that's on there too man you're gonna love it uh, yeah man so I think that's gonna do it for the episode Tom well, how close. do you feel that we do we did, did we do good this week or do we do bad this week mm. is this a good episode or a shitty episode I'm for against it I always feel like The episodes are shittier in my mind at the time we're doing them than they actually are in real life. Well, it's because we're full of shit. Well, like, but I, when I listen to them after the fact and I'm not like in the moment sitting here feeling, you know, all nervous, like I have to say something for the sake of not having dead air. And I listen to it later. I'm like, oh yeah, that was actually a fun episode. Do you say stuff just to not have dead air? (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that the story of my life? I'm I, just I talking not to be in silence. Yeah, I guess because so. the silence is the silence is deafening. Oh man, you should do that that clip on the way out. And the virgins go oh, down the uh, their towers. The the like the spooky poetry, the Vincent Price poetry that I read at the end of. Yeah, what what are you saying that? Oh, I I don't have it memorized, but basically it's talking about like completing like an evil space demon ritual yeah that sounds that,
1: that sounds about a thousand times less cool than it does when you did it at brad's place yesterday
0: well don't put me on the spot man all right fine um, i'm sure talk, we'll have it on the spot. show when it <laughs> it's sure we'll... one of the homies oh uh, yeah next song let's give next a shout song out. hey thanks very much song Thanks very much for listening This is the motherfucking podcast I'm Aaron Howell I'm Tony Lee We're gonna close out with a shout out uh, One for the homies To our good buddy Andy Centarusa Who we're gonna get to see in Boise, Idaho I cannot wait And uh And 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 his his former band—they're not together anymore, unfortunately—but one of the first bands that we got to play with in Boise, a little band called Trigger Itch, yeah, from uh, from Boise, Idaho, and we're uh, we're big fans, man. So, Andy, I know you're listening. I love you, and I can't wait to see your handsome face. And this is a Trigger Itch song. Uh, this has been the motherfucking podcast. We love you. Bye bye. Thank you. Mm. I'm I'd like to submit this as my addition for MF Ruckus. I feel that your band definitely needs a strong guitar player. So please accept this as my submission.